Welcome to this week's energy show. Now, today's solar technology is the most sustainable way of generating energy. It's very inexpensive on a kilowatt hour basis, and buildings can generate their own power, which eliminates all the transmission and you know, all that hassle. You can be in control of your own power plant. Solar is also low maintenance, zero fuel requirement, almost completely clean and silent. But even solar power leaves a waste footprint. There's energy that's consumed in terms of manufacturing the solar panels. There's energy consumed in terms of building the solar plant, trucks driving to the site, things like that. There's waste products that are produced. God, I got kicked out of my first office because I was recycling so much cardboard that we used to package the solar panels. And manufacturers kind of got smart now and they've cut back the amount of cardboard. And then we're not even thinking about it too much now, but there's going to be an end of life issue with the equipment and with the solar plants that are on roofs or on fields. Old solar panels, inverters, wiring, racking, all that stuff, and then the energy that it's going to take to recycle it. So this all comes back to the concept of sustainability. And in the solar industry, sustainability is more than just a buzzword. We try to walk the talk. And most solar companies have solar panels on their roofs, have EVs in their fleet, and are compulsive about recycling. So sustainability is important to our industry. This week, our guest is TJ Ken Jazuski, CEO of Innovata Solar. They're based in South Bend, Indiana, and they're making a big push, in addition to solar, on corporate sustainability, starting with the solar that they're putting in themselves. So welcome back to the show, TJ. Thanks, Barry. It's great to be back. All right. First, tell us a little bit more about Innovata Solar. What markets are you in? Who are your customers? How long have you been in business? Yeah, our company continues to evolve, but we're based in South Bend, Indiana, and we primarily serve the Midwest solar energy market with EPC development and financing services, but we do work on projects across the United States. Over the last 12 years, we've been a part of projects, states ranging from Georgia to California to Vermont, and even tackled a couple projects in the the Caribbean. We will work all across the United States, but really like to focus on the Midwest, which we consider to be our backyard. Yeah. Trust me, it's easier to work in your own backyard than start flying all over the place. I was just thinking about how we used to fly people from California to New Jersey back in 2003, just because we didn't have the train people there. Now that's really changed, but uh, there's opportunities for skilled companies everywhere. Hats off to you. It's been interesting to see, you know, the energy transition happening in the Midwest. And and I think in our early years as a company, we did have to do a lot of traveling, like you mentioned, to states like New Jersey, because it's also where solar energy was more economical and projects were more viable there. You know, in 2005 and six, when Innovatus was more of a R&D concept, we were doing a lot of work trying to educate the general public in states like Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. And there are several companies, solar energy companies, who have been around a lot longer than us in these markets and serving customers who wanted solar or battery storage, you know, going back to the late 70s. But over the last five years, there's really been a change. A lot of our utilities in this area are making a push renewables. A lot of corporations are wanting to become energy independent and like the, the returns that they can get nowadays on solar projects. And we're even seeing residential 
people are starting to take off a little faster in some other areas and some, some various pockets, but it's been great to see what's happened over the last five years. And I think therefore it's given us a pause and allowed us to focus even more vigorously on our own backyard. Yeah, it's really all about the economics to see those markets take off, even though there's interest everywhere. So let's talk a little bit about sustainability. What is the sustainability problem in the solar industry? Well, a lot of industries have tackled this problem. And solar energy, the nature of the product, solar energy, implies sustainability. And so, you know, any solar energy project that produces clean energy is a good one and, you know, obviously is rooted in sustainability. But what we kind of noticed at Innovatus is that, you know, there was a lot of waste being produced on our job sites. So Barry, I'm glad to hear that you're an avid cardboard recycler. So we saw waste on our job sites. We saw system design not being implemented properly because, you know, maybe there was more of a focus on cost and a return on investment. And that laser focus caused maybe a little bit more waste or more materials to be used on the job site, which we've kind of found if you spend a little bit more time basically optimizing solar energy system that you can use less materials, less of a footprint, you can actually get back to that ROI that you're looking for. And then, Barry, you touched on this as well, but end of life on these projects Obviously, being a solar energy company, our number one challenge is selling our products. And there's still many cases, first time customers making a decision to purchase solar energy. And so I think there's great emphasis on taking that first step to getting solar. So a lot of companies are not thinking about what's going to happen to this solar array at the end of its service life, whether it's 25 or 40 years or hey what's going to happen in 15 20 years when the technology drastically improves and maybe there's you know the economic support reasons to like replace solar panels out in a solar field so we're not the only company working on this but definitely become a focus of ours the last year last june in 2019 we launched our sustainability team at innovatus and we started our focus in three areas. One was energy intelligence. The second is resource preservation. And the third was a vitality of life. And so over the last year, we've made a lot of strides. We're pushing vendors in the industry to become more sustainable. There's companies like First Solar, for instance, that we are interested to doing some further work with because First Solar has a solar panel recycling facility connected to their Ohio manufacturing facility. Hanwha, Hanwha is a company we've, we've worked with a lot over the years. Now out of their Georgia facility, we're really trying to push them to use limited packaging materials. And we're also trying to source products more locally so that they don't necessarily have to travel all the way over from China or whatever to make it to us. So there's a lot that we're working on and that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Yes. Just for context, how does the solar industry compare to other energy industries in terms of sustainability? I think the solar energy fares well. Again, there's so much of an emphasis on the byproduct, which is 
solar electricity that, you know, we found that there's a lot of ways to cut waste, to be leaner, and to do that with minimal or zero cost for the customer. It just takes some added work in terms of our operation. But as we've done some research with other, you know, energy industries, for instance, like oil and gas, solar fares well, but because solar energy is a clean energy, there is a shift, a major shift, you know, happening throughout the United States. I think solar energy is kind of under a microscope. And a company like Innovatus is working with a utility or a Fortune 500 company. It's kind of under pressure to change themselves. They're really looking closely at how these solar energy projects are implemented. We need to do, I think every solar company needs to do a great job of doing what they can to produce zero waste on a job site and continue to do whatever we can. Again, like the fracking industry, coal, obviously coal is, you know, a fossil fuel. You mentioned coal. I mean, boy, there are mandated recycling programs when they chop the top of mountains off and then the coal drilling and mining company is supposed to fix that, but then they go bankrupt. And then you, know, you got this square miles of a denuded area with a ton of toxic pollution. I mean, there's like no comparison to some of these industries. It's amazing to me that the solar industry kind of goes under a microscope. Hey, you guys have to recycle. Meanwhile, we're denuding entire forests and leaving them with, right. with coal ash. I mean, it's just a mess. Yeah, no, it is. We did a project recently for NIPSCO. NIPSCO is a utility in Northwest Indiana. And that was our first zero waste project. NIPSCO made an announcement that they were you know, transitioning 100% to renewables and they're decommissioning three coal-fired power plants all located in Northwest Indiana. While their executive team and their whole company is trying to transition to clean energy, they're trying to learn as much as they can. And you've got different perspectives within that corporation. You know, you have people who've worked there for 25, 30 years used to doing things a certain way. So when we go out there and we're implementing solar energy at their headquarters and they know as a company that they're going to have to do more solar energy, some of them have questions. Is this really a clean technology? Is this really the way that we should move forward as a company? What's happening on these projects? What does it look like? Where are these products coming from? So, you know, that's sort of what I mean when I say it's under, under a microscope. And, you know, we really have, like with NIPSCO, for instance, we have one shot to make a good impression, but to also show them the right way. All right. So recycling solar panels, hugely important topic. Here at Cinnamon Energy Systems, I mean, we're not doing huge utility scale stuff. We're once in a while removing old, you know, 20-year-old panels from customers' roofs. We try to recycle them. We try and give them away using them for school projects. Sometimes if we can't, we'll just remove the aluminum frames and scrap the glass and then recycle the aluminum. Other times, just other companies say, hey, we can recycle those and they'll take them away. But at least as far as what we're doing, maybe we recycle a few hundred or, you know, 500 panels a year or so, but it's not a whole field. But my understanding is that the whole concept of recycling solar panels, it's tough because there's no companies that are really doing that recycling. So TJ, where do you see that kind of evolving? Well, Barry, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do with our customers is when we are talking to them about an opportunity to work together, 
we want to talk about the end of life plans for that solar array early on. I think, you know, there's a lot of other industries where, you know, you can recycle a laptop computer or a car or tires, but, you know, you don't get that information when you're making that purchase unless you ask specific questions. So we're trying to educate our customers on the front end. Now, a solar energy array, like you mentioned, Barry, is going to be around hopefully more than 20 years, right? The service life of solar panels and the equipment associated in a solar array, uh, service life can last anywhere from 25 or even 40 plus years. So it's hard to exactly explain what's going to happen 30 years from now and how solar panels are going to be recycled. But what we're trying to do at Innovatus is we're trying to make that commitment to our customers that we will do whatever we can to ensure that these products can be recycled. We're working with companies like TV Cycle. We had a project that we did for Hoosier Energy down in southern Indiana, and there was two locations for this array. One of them got hit by a tornado, and the other one was close to a highway, and unfortunately there was an accident where nobody was injured, but a semi went into the solar field. So that was a first opportunity that we've had as a company, and we've deployed 450 megawatts to actually recycle some solar panels. So we searched for firms within the area and we found a company in Ohio that was a recycling company that, you know, did their best to recycle the glass and the aluminum inside the panels. So that's a lot of what's happening now. There needs to be more advancements in terms of trying to recycle some of the precious metals that are included in solar panels. All right. So when I kind of look at other industry models of recycling, you mentioned that you don't know what the cost is of, of recycling other things like, you know, tires or computers or cars. You know, when you get new tires for your car, you'll notice that there's like a $2 or $3 charge for tire recycling. They don't quote you that price. When you get your oil changed in your car, a lot of the places charge you for disposal of the used oil. I think some states or there may be laws in the country where there's a cost added to certain electronics that include the recycling fee. And when we contacted local companies and even you know there's a place in Arizona I forgot what it was called that was starting to putting in a big recycling plant they kind of estimated that the cost to recycle a solar panel once it was delivered to the site is about $15 so it's challenging for the industry almost impossible to build that recycling cost up front into the cost of the system. Because, you know, you look at that $15 recycling fee if a container of panels are delivered to Arizona for recycling, plus you have that delivery and shipment cost. So it's challenging, and I'd love to see what kind of insights you have as far as either mandating that the plant does the recycling at whatever future cost or somehow building the cost of that recycling in. You know, at Innovatus, we're trying to push forward TV recycling initiatives as much as we can. We've been happy to see some of the efforts that SIA has been working on the last year when we've really focused on sustainability at Innovatus. SIA is keeping a catalog of companies that are either recycling solar panels or have the capabilities to recycle or looking forward to that. But yeah, the, ch- the challenge is, is that it's, it's costly at the moment for the recycling. So, you know, we really have to support entrepreneurs and companies who are looking to help grow that 
subset of the solar industry, which is going to be recycling. And there's not much of it that's happening today, right? So I think that drives up that cost. Barry, I think you shared that the cost would be somewhere around $15 per solar panel. So, you know, in the next 15 years or so, some of the arrays that have been around for a while where panels need to be recycled, I think will help kind of drive the growth of that subset of our industry. And definitely within 30 years or so, that's going to start to take off. And I think more of a business will present itself. And kind of how we've watched the cost per watt of solar installed drop precipitously the last 15 years, hoping that we can see that same thing happen with the recycling of solar panels. It kind yeah. of reminds me a little bit, I mean, since we're talking about the power industry, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of how utilities recycle or rebuild their old plants. You know, So there's been coal plants and responsible utilities will take care of those and they'll build a natural gas plant. <laughs> Actually, probably what the utilities do, which we can't easily do, is they just pass that cost on to the ratepayers. But then you look at what's going on with nuclear plants. I mean, well, let's see, you know, 20, $25 billion to build a new nuclear plant here in the U.S. if we can ever get one done. But then you look at how much California is going to spend to decommission some of its old plants. And, you know, the numbers are 3 or $4 billion over 20 or 30 years. So there's a ton of money that's being spent by utilities for that. But I'm sure when the projects were offered to ratepayers and approved by the public utilities commissions, those huge recycling costs weren't included. So it's almost like the tendency in our country to downplay the future costs to make sure that the plant is installed. I hate to be that mercenary about it, but it is a way to get more solar in there. Because as soon as we start adding $15 per solar panel for recycling, no project developer is going to want to have those numbers skew the economics. Right. No, Exactly. And that's where, as an industry, we've got a, a challenge in terms of bringing that cost down. And we want to do what we can at Innovatus and really continue to push for advancements in, in panel recycling. I even think that some incentives should be applied for w- within you know the U- U.S. on either a federal or state level for clean energy project recycling programs. So if there was sort of an incentive in place, I think that that could help Uh, with the economics. One, it it helps incentivize folks to do renewable energy projects, but then helps out with some of that cost. I also think that large-scale solar projects, many of which are conducted by utilities, and and Barry, as you mentioned, utilities have a way to kind of pass that cost along to the ratepayers. I think that on those large-scale solar arrays, that those projects can help advance the recycling technology. That will pass along cost savings to residential or small commercial installations, which would make it less costly for homeowners to recycle their solar panels. Yeah, we'll have to find a way to kind of get those costs down, or I'm not exactly sure what if we can't, but in the meantime, we don't want to be slowed down putting in solar. Sure. You mentioned that your company's striving to be carbon neutral. Tell us a little bit about how Innovatus is doing that. Yeah, there's many ways that we're, we're trying to be carbon neutral as a company. What that means is we want to be a carbon neutral in terms of our company operations project execution. I mean, obviously, the no-brainer for us was to, to have a good-sized solar array at our facility. We've got 50 kilowatts here. We've got electric vehicle charging station. We encourage our employees and customers to drive electric vehicles. 
We have a program to get any of our employees who want solar energy on their home, get them solar energy. We've been working on ways to offset the carbon footprint of our traveling. Obviously, our, our zero waste initiatives on our projects are a big one. This is something that's also near and dear to my heart. I became involved with a rainforest conservation project in Panama, and I currently serve as the CEO of the Mamani Valley Preserve. Mamani Valley Preserve is a 13,000-acre primary rainforest in central Panama that has been put together by a number of entrepreneurs and eco-minded folks from both the United States and Panama to kind of help preserve this rainforest and offset their carbon footprint. So our sister company, Logistic, was the first company to essentially offset the carbon footprint as a company for the next 30 years. And there's a designated 500-acre section of this rainforest now called the Logistic Rainforest. So we're working on the same thing for Innovative Solar, along with about 10 other companies in the United States that will not only offset their carbon footprint by preserving this primary rainforest in a biodiversity hotspot, but we're also hoping to further engage our team with the rainforest and having some you know, activities, corporate events where we spend time there, learn more about what's happening in the rainforest, what we can learn from it as business people, how we can learn from nature. So it's a carbon offset with some eco ventures included. So yeah, those are some of the ways that we're working on becoming carbon neutral here. All right. So kind of just to wrap up, what are the biggest steps the solar industry can take towards making sure we're more sustainable and more specifically finding a way to recycle the equipment that we've installed? The biggest thing the solar industry can do is for any company or anyone who's engaged in the industry, we all need to push each other to do the best that we can, whether it's a manufacturer who makes solar panels, inverters, or racking, or you know, balance the system products. We need to continually push to be more sustainable, need to be leaner. If you're an EPC company or a project developer, when you're developing land, you need to think about sustainability. If you're building a project, you need to think about using the best products and, and processes that you can. A lot of times in these projects, we hire subcontractors who are just general electricians or folks who work the civical and mechanical fields who've been doing you know, their work for a long time and trying to push them to utilize you know, more sustainable products or improve their processes and procedures, cutting out waste in the field. So it's just a all-hands-on-deck effort. But it's been great to see a number of manufacturers really pushing you know, advancing their products like companies I mentioned, First Solar and Hanwha. It's great to see that, but as buyers of solar products, if, if we continually push the manufacturers and telling them those are the products we want, I think that that's going to be very helpful as we move forward. Another initiative that our sustainability team has been hard at work at is trying to implement bee and butterfly habitat on our ground mount solar arrays. So recently we were awarded a 16 megawatt project with the city of Logansport, which is located about 80 miles south of South Bend. And so last week we were excited to announce that project really highlighted the fact that this is going to be 80 acres of bee and butterfly 
habitat. So it's going to actually keep the, the land within the array. It's going to keep it cooler. It's going to provide an awesome habitat for bees, butterflies, and birds in the area. Sometimes people are a little worried about, you know, how a solar array is going to look as opposed to maybe a cornfield or a soybean field that existed there before. So the residents of Logansport, Indiana are really excited about the fact that not only are they going to have clean energy in their backyard, but a clean energy project that is friendly to wildlife. And we're hoping to implement this on a lot of our future ground mount projects as well. Yeah, you know, it really is just, it's just lots and lots of little steps plus, you know, some of the big ones in, in making sure that the decommissioning recycling of the panels is somehow covered. But that's fascinating. And boy, it's yeah. great that you're taking the lead at that. How can people get in touch with Innovatus? Sure, you can go to our website, which is innovatus.com, I-N-O-V-A-T-E-U-S.com. And you can contact my brother, Tyler Kantazewski, who is our Vice President of Sustainability. He's the uh, technical wizard and guru when it comes to our sustainability initiatives. But yeah, just go online, find us, or find us on social media. We're active on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We like to be as active as we can all right. in, the, in the social networks. All right, terrific. Well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks, TJ, for joining us, and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts.